And welcome to Interesting to See, your daily sports podcast, news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I am Nick. I am late this morning because Microsoft updated to Microsoft 11, which I totally asked them to do. Just kidding. I did not. Uh, we missed a lot. I couldn't do a couple shows last week. I was traveling for work. Life happens. And I think we're, we're probably not going to do a bunch of shows between Christmas and New Year's. We'll be back better than ever on maybe Monday or Tuesday, January 3rd. We're going to find out. But we got a lot of football to talk about. <gasps> okay, take a deep breath. First couple things. Uh, COVID is back, but um, vaccines and COVID are, are a thing. If you're vaccinated and the majority of the people around you are vaccinated, you don't need to be tested for COVID. That's the point of the vaccine is that it... It not only cures the virus, it cures the pandemic, you nincompoops. Yes, so the, the NFL relaxed its COVID testing protocols. The NBA and the NHL are probably going to follow. Uh, it's a little stickier with the NBA and the NHL, way more stickier with the NHL because they have about like 25% of the league is in Canada, and Canada and the United States are not always uh, on the same page with that kind of stuff. But the NFL relaxes COVID protocol after pushing two games to Tuesday. It ma- it, it, wait, wait, wait. Two games were pushed to Tuesday. One game was pushed to Monday. So we have a Monday night doubleheader. The NFL is going to make an ass ton of money off of this, which is good. I mean, I think that more standalone games are better. That's how college works, and college is doing just fine. So uh, we'll get to those games coming up later. This is happening in the NHL. A bunch of teams, the Colorado Avalanche, the Detroit Red Wings, I think the Vancouver Canucks, and a couple other teams, they do not have uh, scheduled games right now because of COVID. If you're vaccinated and the people around you are vaccinated and you don't have to be worried about spread, the reason that you get vaccinated is so that so many people don't go to the hospital. It's not just about getting sick and dying. Getting sick would suck. Dying would suck for you and everybody else. It'll also be incredibly expensive and take an astronomical amount of time and resources from the hospital where healthy people will die of like heart disease and stuff. It's not just that the virus is scary. It's that the hospital systems will bring down their entire local economies, which will simultaneously bring down regional and global economies. You get the vaccine because it cures the disease and the pandemic. So the NFL has figured that out. They have a 97% player coach vaccination rate. There are literally like a handful of guys, like one or two per team that are not vaccinated. So they, they don't have to test guys. I mean, it's very clear. This is why you do this. We, we could be out of this shit. God damn it. Whatever, I get paid either way. So let's uh, <laughs> let's move let's move right along. Um, yeah, so everybody's been talking about that. We have a couple of Twitter things that are happening in the NFL before we get to some games. Those highlights that you heard in the open, of course, were Bucks Saints in a game that ended nine to nothing <laughs> with the Saints winning. The Steelers were able to come back, come from behind on the Titans. Somehow the Titans keep collapsing in the second half, and the Steelers like did just take first halves off, and uh, the other highlight was the Baltimore Ravens getting the game tying touchdown with a few seconds left and then going for two they go for two to win the game for the second time I think in two or three weeks let's find out Baltimore the weeks are running together guys and I really feel bad about that uh who did they play last week they played the Chargers they crushed the Chargers that's right no, no no that's not right Browns and Steelers. So yeah, they had a divisional matchup, divisional, 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 divisional. They have five, five straight divisional games for the Browns. They lost to the Steelers. They went for two. They went for the win instead of going for overtime. And then they did the same thing at home against the Packers. And that's whatever. I don't care. You can say it's a good idea. You can say it's a bad idea. What's annoying is that everyone is saying it's a good or bad idea online. And analytics people are like, if you don't understand. And then the the other people are like, you kicked the, you kicked the extra point there. You're coming all the way. You've got momentum. Um, Analytics people have long been mad at and made fun of them getting shouted down by the traditionalists, but 
I want them to know from the bottom of my heart and everyone else's heart that they are just as annoying. Chris Long, Super Bowl champion Chris Long, back-to-back Super Bowl champion Chris Long, 2016-2017. Analytics Twitter has no idea it's just as annoying as just kick the ball Twitter. Yeah, it is. Bunch of fucking nerds. Bunch of nerds and old people. They lost, by the way. Here's some analytics for you. When the Ravens go for two at the end of the game instead of kicking the extra point, they're 0-2. That's data. That's not a datum. That's data. So that's something that's happening on Twitter. The other thing that is happening on Twitter, and you may have heard about this elsewhere, the Arizona Cardinals, for the second time in as many games, have not tweeted the final score. They tweeted the last good thing the Cardinals did, and then they just stopped tweeting. Crickets. The Cardinals got ass blasted by the Detroit Lions in a game that was, it was I think the final score was 30-12. to 12. It was not that close. Kyler Murray got benched. He didn't get benched. He got pulled, so he didn't get hurt. The Lions destroyed the Cardinals. Last week, the Rams, they didn't destroy the Cardinals. The Cardinals recovered an onside kick and made it a lot more interesting than it needed to be, but they kind of have been dominated for the last eight quarters, and after both games, the Cardinals' Twitter account did not tweet the final score. That's your job, you chicken shits. So I encourage all of you to get to Twitter. Yeah, I got a little foul language this year. It's the end of the year. We can let some things go. You have to tweet that score. Other storylines from around the NFL. Uh, saw one of the crazier plays in Broncos Bengals. Also, we heard that Teddy Bridgewater is in stable condition. He's, he sustained what appeared to be a very severe concussion or neck injury. He does have movement in his extremities. And for the second time in, what, three days, four days, we had an insanely scary situation on, on Thursday with the fencing pose. And if you don't know what the fencing pose is, it's, it's like this. It's a stiff pose that happens when you have a very violent concussion. Um, in a play that, that I think it was Donald Parham, he just hit his head on the ground, and then I didn't see the play from Teddy Bridgewater, but it was a very scary situation. So Drew Locke was in, and uh, again, Teddy, reports are that Teddy is feeling better. You know, football, football's tough, man. It's scary. we got to figure out a way to... I don't understand why you can't, like, in Halo, we have the helmet thing. Why don't you just attach it to the shoulder pads? We have so much money. Okay, let's go to Twitter.com. Watch this play or listen to it if you'd like. This is a fumble, fumble, ruski. The the Broncos are second and goal from the Bengals nine. Let's let's make it happen. Okay. Little read option. No. This is great. Oh. Okay, so they ran a read option with Drew Locke. The Khalif Kareem, the defensive end, did not buy it. He just took the ball away from Drew Locke, and then he ran, and then Drew Locke was kind of harassing him like a little kid, like, stop it. But then he just kept at it and kept at it and kept at it and got the ball back. It was awesome. Bengals in that game, they are uh, they're kind of good. Then, okay, so super, super nerds and also rugby people have long since theorized that the future of football is, are going to be downfield laterals, like downfield laterals like you see in rugby. Of course, the hook and lateral, a very famous trick play. We saw a downfield lateral that it was a trick play, but it was also something that seems super replicatable. I definitely believe this will be integrated more. You've seen it on the fly. Famously, Vince Young in the national championship game way back when with Texas and USC. I've seen it a couple times with the Chiefs with Kelsey Wood lateral to LaShawn McCoy. Um, we saw a called one yesterday, though. This was not improv. This was a called downfield lateral situation. So you can watch it and we can listen to it. And I'll explain it to you in a second. This is Jets. Dolphins, and here's the situation. This is not like a dire situation. This is a there's a buck forty six left in the second quarter. The Dolphins are trailing the Jets seventeen to ten. The Jets have the ball third and fifteen from the twenty. So third and fifteen from the twenty, a half of football left to be played. The team that has the ball is third and fifteen, 
and they are up by seven from their own 20. Here we go. Twenty-three, twenty-four yard gain. So what happened was on the left side, right? The spread formation on the left side. The guy ran a slant. The Dolphins are playing off coverage, right? They're playing off coverage because they want to defend the first down. It's third and fifteen. Who cares? So they just give him the slant. They hit. They connect on like I, I forget. It's like a four to six yard slant route, and the guy starts to turn it up. Well, they had the check back. The check down guy didn't run a route. So on the left hand side, the guy runs a slant. On the far right hand side, the wide out wide receiver, he does not run a route. He's acting as a check down. Well, when they complete the slant, the defense stops looking at the check down. Because if they throw to the check down right away, you've got to come up and make the tackle. The Jets probably get somewhere between 3 to 10 yards out of it. But, you know, you punt on fourth down. The Jets complete the slant, and everybody, you know, converges to make the tackle. You know, group tackling. It's basic good team defense. And then they throw it. We're going to pull it up on YouTube right here. They throw it back to this guy. So they go from gaining six yards to gaining one yard. And then because the defense's eyes are in a different place, the, the backward lateral, it works. So I want to see if they show the replay here um, on the Twitter.com. Are they going to show it? Dude. Yeah, okay. So like if you can see it, a little slant. And the guy just like, he's at the line of scrimmage. He sneaks up one yard gain. And because the defense is all confused, it worked. I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to be the future. I don't know that it'll be, happen that often. If it happened in the pros, it's going to start happening in college. Okay, Bill Belichick had a press conference yesterday. Let's, um, let's take a listen. This guy just, I think he had a moment during the press conference where he just didn't say anything. They asked him a question, and I think that they just, he was just in silence. Okay, the Patriots got a punt blocked on the Saturday night game when they lost to the Colts. Let's listen to what he had to say. <laughs> Love it. Love that analysis. Okay, uh, this is a 30-second clip. This guy asked a question. Seven seconds, eight, nine. There's a grunt. Ten seconds of silence. Grunting. Fifteen seconds of silence. Grunting. And they just gave up. He just doesn't answer it. He just... (sighs) Smacks his lips a couple times. (laughs) What a bro. I don't understand what's going on with the Saints and the Bucks. 9 nothing. That was a real-life football score that actually happened. That really happened in a pro- professional football score. It was 9 to nothing. It was on Sunday Night Football. What a boring game. Uh, the Saints and the Bucks. I don't know what to say. Tom Brady, um, we played it in the open, but if you want to watch it again, here it is on Twitter. He tried to scramble, and when I say I have never seen a slower cut, I don't know if he was worried about his ACL or if he just is like, a really long like Cadillac Coupe de Ville that just can't turn around. Shh, Mike Tirico. So we were watching him. Okay, so he goes across the line of scrimmage, and he takes like five little stutter steps to cut, and he just gets smoked from behind. They got their asses whipped. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. So I guess we could run down the NFL scores. Um, so the Lions, like we mentioned earlier, they dominate the Cardinals. This has a lot of draft implications because the Jets – the Jags and the Texans have all played each other, right? So the Texans beat the Jags. uh, Yeah, the Texans beat the Jags for the second time this year. And as a result of that, the Jacksonville Jaguars now have the first overall pick for the second time in as many years. This is really interesting and important because they fired head coach Urban Meyer. They have one of the best quarterback prospects in the NFL. But also, uh, because of that, they don't need a quarterback. And everybody knows they probably need a lineman, but there are two really good edge rushers and 
it really impacts things. The Texans are now moved to third in the draft order with a win. They have three wins. The Lions have two and a half wins. The Jaguars have two wins. The Jets have three wins also, and the Jets will be playing one of these teams coming up. I forget who it is, but there, there's a bit of a round robin happening. Yeah, the Jags play the Jets next week. So one of those teams has to win. If the Jags win that game, the Lions are back to having the first overall pick, but the Lions out of nowhere look good. So a lot of things happening for the end of the draft. So when we go back and we look at standings, nothing has been quite decided. An enormous game coming up with the Bills and the Patriots this week. The Patriots are 9-5. and five, The Bills are 8-6. and six. That's like division stuff on the line. The Chiefs are the number one seed in the entire AFC, despite being kind of broken. They still look like ass on offense. Ass. But their defense has figured it out. They've won seven in a row. The Bengals are now tied for first place with the Ravens atop of the AFC North. I bet on the Bengals to win the division. No big deal. The Titans are in charge of the AFC South, but the Colts are surging. They swept the Colts, though. So the Colts would get into the playoffs right now. The Broncos and the Raiders are still hanging around. Raiders play the, the Browns tonight in that weird doubleheader. In the NFC, the Cowboys, Cardinals, and Bucks are all 10-4. and four. The Bucks had a chance to clinch the division last night, but with the 17th game, they have not done that yet. The Packers have clinched the NFC North. They are the best team in football record-wise. They are 11-3 and three on the season. The only teams to beat the Packers have been, let's see, the Saints. And I don't know who else doesn't really matter the Rams are in second place behind the Cardinals at nine and four they play are they playing on Monday night football or Tuesday night football who the hell can tell is that one of the games that got moved LA Rams they got moved to Tuesday well they will play the Seahawks and they should probably annihilate the Seattle Seahawks all right let's clear let's clear up some uh some other NFL storylines do I have anything else for you here oh yeah the Titans they stomped on the logo and the terrible towel thing then they got crushed talked about the analytics thing cool all right we got some other storylines happening in sports some covid stuff some other stuff uh let's start with the nhl nhl is not going to be sending players to the olympics this year it's a covid situation it's also a china situation they don't want to get stuck with covid in china and not be able to leave even being vaccinated so they have and the uh the olympic committees and players associations everybody got together like and players love playing for the olympics as canada u.s sweden finland russia they care a lot those countries germany's on the rise Moritz Seider and Leon Dreisaitl are two of the best players in the world. Uh, but they're not going. They're not going to the Olympics, which is kind of a big, big bummer. If you watch any college football over the weekend and you have YouTube TV, you did not watch college football. So YouTube TV is trying to be like Sling TV or just like a miniature TV provider. And one of the things that they provide is ESPN streaming, including college sports. Well, their deal expired as bowl season began. And everyone freaked the fuck out. They freaked out and they canceled a bunch of YouTube TV subscriptions. So YouTube was trying to hold, ESPN was trying to hold YouTube's feet to the fire about what they wanted. That's Disney. And as a result of that, YouTube buckled. And on Sunday night, now they have a, uh, now they have a deal with ESPN. So that totally worked on bowl season. Everybody was super duper pissed off about that. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them one bit. We'll check in with uh, the college football scores from over the weekend. Bowl season started since last we spoke. Middle Tennessee, they win. Coastal Carolina, they win. Western Kentucky drops 59 on App State. They have a quarterback. I forget his name. We'll get into it on drafts. He's got a sweet name, but he's going to rise up draft boards. UTEP lost to Fresno State. That's 1-0 for the Mountain West. UAB beat BYU, which makes the entire Pac-12 look like frauds. Liberty beats Eastern Michigan. Utah State makes it 2-0. For the Mountain West and 0-2 uh, for the Pac-12, they beat Oregon State. Louisiana, as their coach heads to Florida, they beat Marshall 36-21. Two game, or one game today, that's Old Dominion in Tulsa at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Kent State plays Wyoming in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl 
tomorrow. We will have previews and blah, 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 blah of, uh, of all of that stuff. Okay, let's move to what's going on tonight. Let's bring up the bet slip. I got the bet slip for you. Right, yeah. So uh, coming up tonight, Cleveland Browns at Las Vegas Raiders. I think that game, hold on. Does that game, when does that game kick? There's no way that game, it kicks at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then whenever that's over, 8 p.m.-ish, 8.15 p.m., Vikings will play the Bears. Uh, I don't love the spreads in this game, but it's gambling, so I'm addicted and you have to do it. I love the overs in both of these games. So for Raiders-Browns, the over is 41 or 41.5 or 40.5, depending on where you find it. You want to bet the best odds. So if I want to bet over, I'd want to bet 40.5. And And Sugarhouse Casino is the only one that has that, according to uh, what I'm looking at right here. The over-under is 41, 40, or 42-ish, right? That's six touchdowns. Um, I think it's going to get there. The Browns, the reason this game got moved is because the Browns have a COVID outbreak. So either they're going to be tired or it's not going to be that big a deal and they just test it positive and they don't care. Either way, I don't think that Vegas has any sort of read of what's going on. The Browns line moved. They were favored by one and a half. Now they're favored by three. But that line moved, but the over-under didn't move at all. Bullshit. They're going to be more points scored. The other thing I like, I like the over in Minnesota and Chicago as well. I just don't think there's any chance in hell the Vikings don't score 30 points here. They might lose the game. The Bears put up a bunch of points in the Packers, special teams and trick plays and all that. The Vikings are going to score 30 points. And once you get to that, uh, the over-under right here is 44.5, which is what, six touchdowns and a field goal? Completely plausible. We'll get into a gambling preview for the Tuesday night doubleheader, which is Washington football team. Uh, they're at Philly, and then the Seahawks are at the Rams. We'll get into that as well. But my best bets for tonight, if you're a gambling addict, I like the over in both the games, and I like... I have Minnesota to cover. They're favored by six and a half to win by a touchdown. Yeah, I think that... I think that'll happen. The Bears are going through the motions, looking for a... looking for another team. I just don't think there's any chance that they care that much about this particular game. I could be wrong, but I think uh, they're they're absolutely of the mindset that they they want a new coach. Can't blame them. Bo Nix, the Auburn quarterback, has transferred to Oregon, and all the Oregon fans are like, "Hey, I'm pretty sure our quarterback has been basically just Bo Nix anyway. So why is this happening?" That'll do it. Interesting to see. You. Be back and better than ever tomorrow morning.